Hey, welcome to the Living Messenger Podcast, where we discuss God's simple truths and His gospel. I'm your host, Andrew O'Neill. for joining us today um so i think my goal is to kind of do these short you know maybe like 10 20 minute top type podcasts so they can be something um you can listen to in the morning real quick or on your way to work something you know that's not going to take up 30 40 minutes of your time uh, just kind of quick snippets of uh things that you know that uh on the given topic for that day so today, uh, the pro- uh, I want to start with talking about the Holy Spirit um, and how important of a role he plays and should play in our lives. Um, if you really get down to it, you know, what does the Holy Spirit do for us? So let's just jump right into this and um, let's go. All right, so we all know what... The Godhead is um, right. It's the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and the Father. But what role does each one play, and what exactly does the Holy Spirit play? Well, we know the Father is a Father. Jesus is the Son, and the Holy Spirit is what exactly? So, growing up, you know, I kind of always wondered, you know, why couldn't we have Jesus? living with us on earth like he was in the Bible times, right? How much easier it would be to believe in Jesus and to see those miracles up close. Life would be much easier. But, you know, what if there was something even better than Jesus himself, which doesn't even sound possible. It almost sounds like blasphemy, right? Um, well, let's rewind and go back a little bit to the Bible times. What was Jesus' role then? You could say he was Savior, Redeemer, Comforter, Preacher of the Gospel, or even Healer, right? Those are all true and accurate, but could Jesus reach everyone back then? Could he heal everyone back then? No, he couldn't. It was virtually impossible, right? He was only one man. Um, I think this quote by Ellen G. White from The Desire of Ages sums it up really good. Cambered with humanity, Christ could not be in every place personally. Therefore, it was for their interest that he should go to the Father and send the Spirit to be his successor on earth. So what did Jesus ultimately do? He could not reach everyone, right? So he died for everyone's sins. But where does that leave us? Does that leave us without a current day teacher, um, redeemer, comforter, healer, or someone to preach the gospel? No, it doesn't. Um, because now we have the Holy Spirit. Um, and one thing I really um, love, you know, Jesus doesn't do anything without warning. He doesn't do anything, um, you know, unlike the character of him. You know, he's always true. He's always consistent. He never changes. Um, you know, the prophets and wise men predicted Jesus' coming. And Jesus did the same thing. He announced his successor to himself 
Um, if we read John 14, 15 through 17, uh, Jesus, this is directly from Jesus speaking here, and he will tell you that um, the Spirit will be taking his place. So this is fifteen seventeen. If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. How powerful is that verse? If you simply love Jesus, just follow his Ten Commandments and he will give you another advocate who will never leave us. Um, it's kind of interesting too. I love that word advocate. Um, I looked up the definition of advocate and it's technically meaning one who pleads the cause of another. Um, so here's the Holy Spirit who pleads for our cause to Jesus, who then in turn pleads our cause to the Father. It, it, it sets up a powerful chain of events um, when the Holy Spirit resides in us. And it's just, just think of that, like, what more could you ask for, right? When you have Jesus and the Holy Spirit interceding for us on part of us to the Father, that is just powerful. All right, let's continue here. 1426. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. And then let's jump to 152627. But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. And you must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. I love that the Holy Spirit is the one who leads us into truth. You know, I believe there will be times in everyone's lives um, when we will be tested on what we believe. We'll be put in certain situations where we will have to stand up for the truth. Um, and this verse, I love this verse because what a comfort to know that the Holy Spirit is there to remind us of what Jesus taught us. I mean, the Holy Spirit, you know, he is going to speak truth into us. Um, so, you know, if you, you know, are ever afraid to speak, teach, or preach, you know, just remember that the Holy Spirit will give you those words of truth in the time of need. And, you know, what else do you need than the Spirit to continue God's gospel, right? Alright, um, this is another quote from the Desire of Ages that I really liked. Um, Comforter is called the Spirit of Truth. His work is to define and maintain the truth. He first dwells in the heart as the Spirit of Truth, and thus he becomes a comforter. There is comfort and peace in truth, but no real peace or comfort can be found in falsehood. Let's continue reading. Uh, this is going to be 16, 7 through 8. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the Advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you, and when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin, and of God's righteousness, and of the coming judgment. Now, this is kind of interesting. I just kind of thought I'd bring up, um, you know, if you put yourself in the place of the disciples back then, and they hear this Jesus telling, like, "Hey, I'm going to have to go away, and there's going to have to, there's going to be someone that's coming after me, um, that I'm going to send to you." And he will convict the world of its sins and of God's righteousness and the coming judgment. You know, what a shock that must have been to them. Because here they are, 
you know, they've been following Jesus for years, listening to him preach and perform miracles. You know, who is this person slash spirit? You know, who was this? You know, what was he going to do? But, you know, little did they know that they would be closer to Jesus than they'd ever been with him, you know, after death. Does that make sense? You know, after death, they would be closer to him than ever before because um, Jesus' death removed every barrier between God and the sinner. Um, let's read sixteen thirteen. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Now, this was Jesus' ultimate gift. Not only did he die for our sins, but he sent the Holy Spirit to take his place and to be our comforter. Um, if Jesus could do all these miracles on earth, then surely the Holy Spirit can do the same, right? But even better is that the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit can now live within us, right? Um, Jesus said that, that he can live within us now. You know, before Jesus couldn't, you know, reach everything, but now we have that instant connection to the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us and will be our truth maker, right? Um, you know, we have that direct connection with the Holy Spirit that connects us instantly to Jesus and the Father. And the big thing, too, is I think we forget is the Spirit can give us, you know, the power to heal, to teach, to comfort, and to preach the gospel just like Jesus did. Our own, our power given by the Spirit is only limited by ourselves. Um, and here's another quote by the Desire of Ages. It is by the Spirit that the heart is made pure. Through the Spirit, the believer becomes a partaker of the divine nature. Christ has given his spirit as a divine power to overcome all hereditary, uncultivated tendencies to everlasting and to impress his own character upon his church. And one more from Gospel Workers um, quote that I really liked. Um, we cannot use the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is to use us. Through the Spirit, God works in his people to will and to do of his good pleasure. But many will not submit to be led. They want to manage themselves. This is why they do not receive the heavenly gift. Only to those who wait humbly upon God, who watch for his guidance and grace, is the Spirit given. Um, you know, the Father and Jesus now hold their residence on earth through the Holy Spirit. You know, to know the Father, we must know the Son, and to know the Son, we must know the Spirit. That's how they are all connected. Um, Jesus' death was not only given, not only gave us salvation from our sins, but now we have a, that direct relationship with our Father, which wasn't possible before um, Jesus' death, right? Um, we simply have to be humble, follow Ten Commandments, and have faith and love in Jesus. Only then can the Holy Spirit reside in us and give us his truth and power. I mean, what more could you want or ask for than that the Holy Spirit to connect us to Jesus and the Father? So that's pretty much, you know, all I wanted to kind of talk about um that's part one of the Holy Spirit. I really want to dive a little more into some other things about the Holy Spirit. So, you know, hopefully you enjoyed um, listening. Um, hopefully you got a little something out of this. And if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, um, please email me. Uh, my email is andrew, A-N-D-R-E-W, 8404 at gmail.com. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us, and I uh, hope you have a great day. Bye.